RadioInfluence.com. Why, Crusher, it's good to see you. You're listening to Crush Performance with the Crusher, Jeff Crushell. Get in on the talent grid and text Crush at 10-1260 with your questions, comments, or smart-ass remarks. And welcome to Crush Performance, everybody. I am Jeff Crushell, and we're your weekly source for performance information. Hey, thanks for tuning in this week. If you want to get in touch with us, please reach out. Crushperformance.com is the website. Info at Crushperformance is our email. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff Crush and on social media. Facebook, Instagram, our YouTube channel. Search out Crush Performance and we will hook you up with the world of performance because let's face it, that's what we talk about each and every week. How can we help you guys get a little bit closer to your true potential? Now, let's be perfectly clear here. We don't know where that ceiling is. And you won't know until you go through the proper process. And one of the things we're seeing out there in the sporting world right now is the idea and maybe the fact that we might have lost our way a little bit when it comes to what talent development is all about, what athlete development is all about, and what it takes to truly, truly discover what human maximum performance is all about. We talk about it on the show all the time because it's a very, very important conversation. But as dropout rates rise, as burnout and injury rates rise, and at all levels of sport, we're not just talking about the development grassroots levels here. We're seeing injury rates at all-time highs in professional sports, collegiate sports, where they have all the resources. How is that possible? All right. And then more concerningly, yes, the grassroots, we're seeing injuries in young athletes that we've never seen before. And a lot of them are associated with early specialization and overuse injuries, injuries that we wouldn't typically see till mid to late twenties in an athlete. We're now seeing in 12, 13, 14 years old, and it's well-documented. So I think we just have to keep talking about it and keep working to set the record straight. What does it truly take to achieve your potential? Again, we don't know until you go through the proper process. So now we need to define what that process looks like. And there's so many variables involved. There's so many variables on the athlete development side. There's so many variables on the player development side, the sport-specific development side. And then all the things that go around that. I mean, look at our last series here, this incredible um, uh, brain game series that we just wrapped up. Started off with Dr. Martin Morazic, clinical neuropsychologist and professor at the U of A, talking about, you know, mindfulness and the idea that, you know, we're now more aware of what the brain game is all about. And a lot of that comes from the research and the findings on concussion and rehabilitating after a brain injury. But now we're using that new information or new knowledge to help athletes achieve on the mental side of sport. We talked with Dr. Eric Pepper who really is into the mindfulness side of things. Uh, But he also talked about some very, very interesting aspects when it comes to the new technologies that are now available that are allowing us to tap into, map, monitor, and even train the brain real time. Dr. Ina Kazan, clinical psychologist, Harvard Medical School. We talked to Lucas Borgo, the product manager at Thought Technology, one of the leading companies in the technical side, in the technology side of the brain game. And we talked to uh, co-founder Lawrence Klein later in the series. We also talked with 
certified mental performance consultant, Bob Tewksbury. I really do believe that that brain, the brain game, the mental side of sport and everything that entails is certainly a big, big part of the future of human performance, not just your performance, but human performance in general. The greatest potential, I think, for pushing human performance forward lies in our understanding and our new ability to train the brain and the technology that's now available that we talked about through that whole brain game series is, is a really going to be a big part of that. And then when we look at the technical tactical side of development, the skill side, the talent side of development, well, we've got a pretty good idea on, on all of this as well. We understand the physical development, strength, speed, power. We understand skill acquisition and technical work. We understand teamwork, individual sports. We understand strategy. We know all this stuff. So where is the problem? Again, a problem accurately defined is already partially solved. And if you're truly going to attack a problem, whether it's your problem individually or whether it's the big problem we're seeing in sport overall, uh, clearly defining that is going to be an important venture. And that's what we're dedicating our 2021 season to. In 2021, we are going to do a really focused approach on what it truly takes to tap into your potential. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about brain training, the mental side of sport, and everything that encompasses because our brain game series only scratched the surface. Man, that was just like fuel on the fire, wasn't it? Such a great series. Incredible guests. Oh man, we learned so much. But listen, if that hasn't fueled your fire for, for more of that, I don't know what will. It certainly has ours. So we're dedicating you know, a good portion of our 2021 season to brain training. And then over top of that, the overlying theme, crush performance theme for 2021 is going to be talent development because it's a big thing. It's not just one simple thing. And I think we've lost our way. So we're going to talk to some of the world's experts. We're going to talk to people who've been through it to the highest level. We're going to see some people who have pulled away from sport early in their development or midway through their development. Athletes with great, great potential. Why did they pull away? What happened? Where are we losing all this great talent and what's going wrong? I think we need to understand this better. If we're really, really going to move forward, we've got to talk about this. So I'm really looking forward to the upcoming year as we head into the holiday season. Listen, we've got a great lineup of shows coming on. Talk about great shows last week. The Crush War on Sugar with Gary Tobbs. Listen, investigative science and health journalist. And again, I, I know Gary mostly from his contribution to uh, two of my favorite documentaries, that surround the idea of the crush war on sugar. And that is the documentary fat and the documentary sugar coated. And again, if you can see those documentaries, you'll see Gary on there for sure, but incredible information, incredible information. Uh, the crush war on sugar will rage on through 2021 as well. That's not going anywhere. We're just getting started with the crush war on sugar. Let me tell you that, but listen, it's going to be the brain game and talent development in 2021. So we've got a little work to do here is we wrap up 2020 and what a year this has been. An unprecedented year for athletes and sport performance as the COVID virus, you know, wreaked havoc on every aspect of our lives, including development, including sport. And as we head into the holiday season and into the new year, we're going to really reflect back and look at what exactly went on through this COVID period. Because uh, in our Kids of COVID series, one of the things that's got us really, really intrigued was our conversation with Dr. Eric Holt from the U of A and the idea of the COVID technical advantage. 
We're actually working behind the scenes right now to figure out how we can monitor, measure, and see if there actually will be a COVID technical advantage on the other side of this madness that we're in. Once things get open and once we start getting back to the regular ways, whatever that might be, I think regular is going to recalibrate itself. And I hope it does. Because listen, if we see a massive spike in athlete ability, a massive spike in the potential of our, of our athletes and our players, because we haven't been competing regularly, isn't that something we should learn from? There's been a strong, strong contingent out there saying we overcompete. True. I'm one of them. We overcompete. We compete way too much, way too early, and we don't spend enough time really developing athleticism and the skill sets needed to truly, truly tap into potential. And we're going to talk about that for sure, because that's an important conversation. And if this forced time through COVID, this forced shutdown, this forced time away from competition, if your organization has been able to at least practice and work on the technical side of the game, work on the athleticism that's going to increase your coachability, then you know what? We're going to see some really cool things. And that is the COVID technical advantage. So whether your area that you live in right now is in a shutdown or whether you're practicing with your teams or whether you guys are finding a way to compete, keep in mind, okay, make it happen. Keep in mind, we have to figure out a way to make it happen. And if you are competing regularly, hey, pay attention. Pay attention to, hey, are you really where you could be at? Could you be better in some way, more coachable, more adaptable? And what does that look like? Does it mean more reps? Does it mean more competition? Maybe depending on where you're at in the developmental model, in the cycle of development, in the hierarchy of development. Yeah, there's a time where competition rules, where you have to learn to compete, where you have to learn how to use your skill set inside of competition. That's a really, really important time. But if you're really going to maximize your abilities there, you had better have a great runway up to that point. And that great runway, boy, oh boy, I think that's where we've lost our way. I think that runway is almost going uphill because we are, I think, approaching talent development and athlete development with a skewed view of what it's all about because it's not sexy. It really is not. It can be fun depending on what your definition of fun is. And you have to be careful how you define fun. Most certainly it can be fun, but it's not sexy in any way, shape or form. You know, it's not the bright lights. It's not the shiny stuff. It doesn't have to be showcases and traveling around the world. And, you know, one of the things that we really look at when, when we're trying to figure out what does it take to be a high performer, we look at where do the high performers come from? And if you look at the whole study of the birthplace effect, it is incredibly obvious that a vast majority of the world's top performers come from small communities, smaller communities. Small schools, small communities where the kids have to play multiple sports because there's not enough kids to play all the sports. Small communities where, you know, if you want to try out for a high school team, you're going to get on that high school team. Small communities where the fields are open and free. Small communities where you can get onto the golf course or you can get into the arena or you can get into the school almost just by knocking on your neighbor's door and getting a key, right? And if we can think like that, if we can understand these things, I think we'll really, really help out. Well, listen, today, all right, let's get down to it. Um, I'm, and again, I just have to recap. I am so looking forward to wrapping up this year 
and heading into 2021 with incredible purpose because I think we've set the tone here for some great things. And today is going to be no different. Today, we are going to talk with Dr. Leah Legos, clinical psychologist. She specializes in both clinical and sports psychology, and she's board certified in the world of biofeedback. She is a pioneer in heart rate variability, biofeedback, and she's done a lot of innovative work when it comes to helping people rehab and recover from brain injury and concussion using these techniques. And if you know Dr. Lagos and her work, you may have seen her on network newscasts and she does consult with a lot of the news agencies. You might've heard things like resilience to adversity, you know, peak performance, pivoting emotions, you know, controlling uh, yourself in times of adversity, all these cool things that we're going to talk about coming up at today's show. It's kind of an extension of our brain game series. And I think it's something we're going to continue as we head into year end and into 2021. So listen, coming up after this break, we continue our very, very important talk on the brain game. And we're going to look at how these biofeedback systems, yes, are a, are a huge mental tool, but really designed to help you get control of your physical body. We're going to talk about um, the mind, the difference in the similarities and the connection between the mind and the brain, two very, very different things that work together. In the end, it's all about getting control to maximize your performance. I can't wait. Coming up after the break, everybody, Dr. Leah Lagos right here on Crush Performance. Stick around. Do you suffer from muscle tension, tightness, and body aches that just don't seem to go away? Are you looking for relief and recovery after a long day or an intense workout? You need to check out the Exogun. The Exogun is a portable and powerful handheld massage device for high-impact recovery and low-impact deep tissue massage. The Exogun uses percussive therapy to boost muscle function and accelerate recovery by penetrating deep into the muscle tissue with a series of rapid, concentrated, pulsating strokes. Gain back control of your body, revive muscles, boost blood circulation, and release soreness so you can recover faster and not let pain get in the way of your daily activities. I've been using my Exogun before and after training and conditioning. I've been using it before as part of my warm-up to get my muscles fired up, to get ready to go for my workouts, for my long rides, or even for a day of skiing. And afterwards, yes, it's an important part of my recovery process and my recovery strategy, which is so, so important. So I've been using it right after my workouts, but then I use it again later in the day, a couple hours before bed. It certainly helps my recovery, but I feel it also helps me sleep better at night, which is really, really important to me. I've been using my exogun every single day and you can too for an additional 15 percent off its current sale price go to www.exagun.com backslash crush that's right you can save a total of 460 dollars off your order it also comes with four detachable head attachments and a free carrying case for a limited time only again go to www.exagun.com backslash crush that's crush with a k and get 15 percent off its current sale price listen recovery is king in all of our programs and we want it for you too Find out what it takes to be a top performer. Get the Crush blog, podcast, and newsletter at crushperformance.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Crush Performance, everybody. Hey, listen, if you want to reach out, do so. Crushperformance.com is the website. Info at crushperformance is our email. We answer every single message we get, questions, comments, smart remarks, or if you have a topic you'd like us to investigate, let us know. We may dedicate a segment or an entire episode to your idea. We've done it before, and we are certainly going to do it again. So do reach out. If you want to follow us on Twitter, at Jeff Crush, and on social media, search out Crush Performance. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, 
That's where you will find us. Today, I'm really excited to continue our conversation on the brain game. Again, in 2021, we're going to have two major overlying themes. We're going to talk about everything, of course. We'll talk about, you know, breaking news. We'll talk about sport performance world. We're going to talk about it all. But, you know, each year we have a couple of underlying themes that really drive the topics on the show. And in 2021, we are going to dig down deeper into the brain game and mental performance and what it's all about and what it entails because we right now know more than we've ever known before. And I honestly do believe, as you all know, if you listen to the show, that that is the next true bastion for pushing human performance to new levels. And the technology that's now available, that's allowing us to train the brain in ways we've never been able to before. While our brain game series is just scratching the surface and boy, oh boy, it's fueled that fire. And then over top of that, I really do want to address the entire idea of talent development. We're going to talk with some of the world's top experts in talent development to really understand what it's all about because I think we've lost our way a bit. I think what we're thinking talent development is supposed to be is not even close to what it should be. And I am referring to pretty much every single level of sport. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some really, really good things going on out there. But unfortunately, those good things are so overshadowed by the bad things that they're not getting the credit they deserve. We're going we're gonna to raise the issues of what we feel and what might be the bad things going on in our developmental models. But we are going to highlight and stress the good stuff, because that's where we're really going to make some progress. So I can't wait for that. And a lot of that has to do with your feedback, everybody. Your notes and your comments and the questions that you send us is really driving the content on the show. So if you do have something you'd like us to investigate or talk about, write to us. If you have questions or if you're having a problem, if we don't have the answer, we will get that answer. All right. I can't wait to unveil our platform for 2021. It's going to be fantastic. And a lot of it, of course, was fueled from our Brain Game series, an all-powerful series looking into what it, what it really takes to get control of the mental side and how that transfers into physical performance. Whew, fascinating stuff. It was so great. And today, we're going to carry on with the Brain Game. I'm really, really excited to introduce Dr. Leah Lagos. She's a clinical psychologist specializing in both clinical and sports psychology. She is board certified in biofeedback. She specializes in health and performance, of course, but has done pioneering work in HRV biofeedback, not just for performance, but also in terms of recovery from concussions and brain injuries. Dr. Lagos, I'm so glad to introduce you and have you on the show. Thanks so much for uh, taking the time to join us today. Oh, such a pleasure, Jeff. Well, listen, it's a very interesting time for everybody. And as you well know, we're coming off an incredible series called The Crush Brain Game. And we're just looking at the importance of addressing the mental side of sport. But it goes much deeper than that. There's new technology and new strategies, Dr. Lagos, that's now allowing us to deal with the mental side of sport performance and human performance for that matter, like no other time in human history. And a lot of it has to do with one of your specialties, the, the whole entire biofeedback system and the biofeedback world that's now um, really emerging as one of those powerful tools that's not only helping our athletes, but it's helping people just uh, perform better in daily life. Mm, it's so true. And so the same tools 
that I've used for years with athletes, the whole world wants. <laughs> and why not? <laughs> this is a time where all of our abilities to perform at our peak, whether someone is a mother of three children, uh, an executive at work, both perhaps <laughs> an athlete in, in combination with all of that. Um, this is certainly a time with COVID that we're all learning to manage stress, challenge, and optimize our health and well-being. No, it's such an important time. And, you know, uh, I'm really interested in this particular conversation. You know, in, in the history of our programs, when we get in and help an organization or a team or an individual athlete, you know, from our standpoint of program design and helping people tap into their true potential, we've kind of had a hierarchy of priorities in the past. And one of the reasons behind the brain game is because we're now sort of questioning uh, those priorities and should the brain be a bigger part of this, this whole system. So in the past, we've sort of identified four top priorities that if they're taken care of, we felt would really give people an opportunity to find out how good they can really become regardless of what they're doing. And it started off with sleep, recovery, and, and rest being sort of our number one priority. Everything we do should start there. And then we looked at nutrition and hydration, which are, we all know, critical to human performance in, in every way, shape, and form. And then for our athletes, we looked at, you know, range of motion, posture. How are they functioning physically? And, mm -hmm. and are there things we can do there to help sure. set them up for success? And then finally, for our athletes, teach them how to move so then they can go into their sport-specific worlds uh, with their coaches and their competitions and their teams and, and really, really prosper. But, but, you know, I think, you know, what, what we were thinking before this is, you know, the, sort of the mental side of the game. You know, somebody who needs that can, can get it addressed. And then, you know, maybe a technical side of the game or something individual. Mm. But, but what we're thinking now, and, you know, something that, that I've been questioning for a number of years is, um, you know, none of that really works if we're not in a good uh, mental state, if we're not in a good place, which which is, is the brain and everything that goes along with the brain. Does that kind of make sense? Mm -hmm. Makes total sense. And I would, I would add on that, that the way we approach the brain is new and improved in the last 10 to 20 years. And while I'm a clinical psychologist by trade. I firmly believe, Jeff, that we can expedite any cognitive and mindfulness protocol by first addressing the physiology. So if you have a heart that is beating at 140 beats per minute, it doesn't matter what self-talk you're doing or visualization you're trying to have. It's going to interfere with your ability to focus and, and be present and be effective in your mental processes. So learning to actually control your heart rhythms and increase what's called heart rate variability, the time that elapses between each beat in the, of the heart actually gives you much greater control over the mind. So it's interesting to think about. We can address the brain through the body. It's a fascinating time. We're talking with Dr. Leah Lagos, clinical psychologist and board certified uh, biofeedback specialist. You have been a sort of a, a pioneer in the work, as you mentioned, the HRV, the, the heart rate variability uh, biofeedback systems. And it's all powerful. You know, I've often said for the last five or six years that when it comes to the physical side, and, and it's interesting that you meant, uh, mentioned the physiology there, I've often said that, you know, from the standpoint of athlete development, um, the physical side, we're kind of at a ceiling. We, we, we know about, you know, improving strength, speed, and power. We understand, uh, you know, talent development and skill acquisition. And, and I've often felt that the next great bastions, the next sort of 
areas where we're really truly going to push human performance forward is in the mind and technology. Technology, of course, like, you know, the equipment yeah. that we use, because that's a, that's a whole other conversation that's incredible. But, but Dr. Mm-hmm. Lagos, the, the technology that's now allowing us to map, read, analyze, and even train our brains real time. This is maybe one of the most incredible times in human performance. Would I be fair in saying that? Absolutely. It is so exciting. Astronauts are using this. Olympians are using this. Professional baseball players are using this. And it's all over the world. And the reason is that when you have technology to match your physiology, you can train it. So you can see that, for instance, your mantras are working. You can also see that breathing exercises that you're doing have an effect on your mental state through looking at your brain waves or looking even through heart rate variability and the parasympathetic sympathetic balance. So it's fascinating from two ways. One, to just see that baseline optimization, the athlete or the peak performer developing and advancing their baseline state. And two, to use these tools to really evaluate the effectiveness of different interventions. It's interesting you you mentioned too that you are um, a trained psychologist, a clinical psychologist. Um, but but what we're talking about here is kind of okay, and you'll have to correct me here if I'm wrong. So please please do so. Stand <laughs> in and, and and let me have it if I'm wrong here. But psychology in the past has sort of been sort of reactive in my mind. This, however, is incredibly right, right. proactive. This is like being out in front almost, isn't it? Is that fair? Absolutely. And I believe, Jeff, that we are going to see in the next hopefully it's 10 and not 20, but 10 to 20 years, psychology is an antiquated term and that we're really going to start seeing and hearing the term psychophysiology and and using psychophysiology, which means mind and body techniques simultaneously to enhance performance. Oh my goodness. And of course the mind body connection is such an <laughs> incredible conversation unto itself. Hey, one thing that's come up, uh, Dr. Lagos, in our uh, Brain Game series that just ended a few weeks back is the whole conversation about the brain, the physiology of the brain, the parts of the mm-hmm. brain, how they work, what they do, which is, I mean, let's just face it. The brain is maybe potentially the most incredible organism in our known universe. <laughs> I think, I think I'd be pretty safe in saying that, but then there's also the concept of the mind, which is a, which is a very, very different conversation than the physiology of the brain. Isn't that an interesting mm-hmm. uh, perspective sort of when you sort of step back and look at this from 10,000 feet? A thousand, a thousand times. Yes. And, and one could, th- could think of the brain as almost like geography. Like you look at states on a map, ah. there's Florida, there's New Jersey, there's New York. And then the mind is, is more, I think of it more as the activities in each state. So in the prefrontal lobe, you have executive functioning um, and the ability to inhibit impulses. So um, I, I think of them kind of in two distinct ways. But what's so fascinating is that we can use these tools and technologies, such as heart rate variability, to address specific areas of the brain or specific functions of the mind. And so one one really interesting kind of benefit from the heart rate variability biofeedback process is that by week seven, this absolutely augments blood flow to the prefrontal lobe. And guess what? People, whether whether it's an Olympic athlete or an executive, say to me, 
You know, I can just inhibit the thoughts that are squirrels that, that I used to chase. You know, those thoughts that just run around and, and you don't have control over. I can inhibit them. I can throw them out of my mind now. I'm more organized. I, I have a clearer kind of perspective on life. And all of that is augmented and increased by blood flow to the brain. And and so we begin to impact the brain or specific functions of the mind through the heart rate variability biofeedback process. We're talking with Dr. Lee Lagos. You can check out her incredible information. It's drleelagos.com, L-E-A-H-L-A-G-O-S.com. Incredible information. Um, this this part of the conversation could really take us down a rabbit hole. <laughs> so, so fascinating. <laughs> Like so fascinating, you know, one of the interesting things in my early research and psychology has always been a passion of mine. Physiology is sort of my main focus, but I could just never escape the power of the mind in this whole thing. And, and what we're learning now and what I've learned, you know, through people and uh, associating with people like you, Dr. Lagos, over the years is has mm-hmm. really, really helped me shine um, uh, light on on how to approach talent development in the moment, but also long term. And, you know, when you talk mm, about, aug- when you talk about augmenting the blood flow to the brain, that's a physiological adaptation that, that we can actually <laughs> like, mm. think about this for a second. Okay. You know, it makes me think of the famous London cab driver, um, um, experiment where they actually saw the, okay. the, the, uh, frontal lobes of the, um, um, black cab taxi drivers, um, taking different shapes and different forms than the average people out there simply because of the jobs they have to do, which is navigate that crazy city and know it inside and out. That's the power of this, isn't it? It is. And what's phenomenal, Jeff, is we're seeing not only enhance peak performance, but also help heal. So for the last 12 years, I've been investigating and evaluating heart rate variability biofeedback as a tool to help heal and restore functioning post-concussion. And there is a subset of athletes who have concussions that they're just not healing. They're trying everything. They're, they're resting. They're taking vitamins. They're, they're doing ocular training. They're doing vestibular training. And it's still not helping. They're having unremitting headaches, dizziness, vertigo. And, and what I found in, in a cohort of other researchers in in this area is that heart rate variability biofeedback can help actually restore what's called autonomic balance. When you have an injury to the head, it's not just an injury to your brain. It's an injury to your entire autonomic nervous system. So this process puts the nervous system back into balance and also augments blood flow and oxygen to the brain, which we know has performance enhancing effects. And we are seeing miraculous, really life-changing kinds of effects from this process. I had one client who's given me permission to speak about her publicly, and she's come to talks to speak publicly with me about her process. Um, you know, she came to me and essentially was looking at the ceiling, unable to read, unable to move. She was feeling vertigo. Six months of this and nothing was helping. Went through this process by week seven, came into my office, Jeff. And she, she had tears pouring down her cheeks. And I said, Sam, why are you crying? She goes, no, 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 doc. This is, these are happy tears. I read my first book, Harry Potter, cover to cover for the first time in six months. It's the HRV training. And lo and behold, that launched the next 10 years of my research into this. And we're just seeing really incredible 
kinds of benefits come from this process because it does impact the brain. Oh, and it's such an important area of work. We're talking with Dr. Leah Lagos, clinical psychologist who specializes in both clinical and sports psychology, human performance through and through. There's no doubt about it. And of course, everybody involved in the sporting world and beyond has been exposed to through the news or through their own experiences, um, have been exposed to the concussion and the concussion issues in sport. Dr. Lagos, let me ask you this. Um, that, it's fascinating work. And again, these new tools that are allowing us to, to monitor and train the mind in terms of concussion rehabilitation, this is absolutely fascinating. And, and do you think, because I've often wondered this, and I, I think it's probably true based on um, um, you know, our exposures to our athletes, our football players, hockey players, soccer players who dealt with concussions, and everybody who listens to the show knows how passionate we are about, about learning as much as we can when it comes to brain injuries and recovery. Um, this whole, uh, I guess, period that we're dealing with when it comes to head injuries and concussions, it's really opened the door of understanding or at least help, help us along the way. Do you think in terms of, of how the brain really operates, uh, maybe a contributor to this incredible time we're in? Yeah. I, and I think it really highlights how important autonomic balance is in, in the brain, in not only healing, but op, excuse me, not only optimization, but also healing in terms of the time we're in. It's, it's such a dire time for, almost everybody. I mean, we're confronting new uncertainties every day, anxieties about if it's not our own health, health of our loved ones and our friends, and learning to regulate our emotions, not just from our mind, but our body becomes such a key element. Yeah, it's so important. So uh, for everybody who's listening, Dr. Lagos has a new great book out. It is a crush must read. It's called Heart, Breath, Mind. Train your heart to conquer stress and achieve success. It kind of rhymes. I like it. <laughs> Very catchy. But it's incredible to th- it's incredible to yep. think that we're actually at a place where where we can make this happen. And in the book, there's incredible little catchphrases and, and nuggets. It just never ends. But you talk about emotions and pivoting emotions. You talk about anxiety and resilience to adversity. Um these are very important aspects or, 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 or concepts, not just for our athletes, but dealing with daily life, COVID, loss of jobs, um, the, the, the political climate, all these things that people are dealing with. We are in an incredible time of anxiety and stress and depression. And, and, and if there's a way out, this Absolutely. might be, this might be what we're talking about. I believe so. And cultivating resilience, we've thought for so many years as, as a society, is a psychological construct. Wrong. <laughs> it's physiologically based. When you can recover more quickly and return yourself to your baseline state, your baseline physiology, you're more resilient. And so it's, it's a practice that you can actually train your heart to recover more quickly following stressors and reduce that cardiovascular reactivity to stress through systematic breathing at a specific rate that elicits the frequency throughout the body that that goes all the way to the mind um, and down to the gut. And so it, it's the super information highway through the body, the vagus nerve. And isn't it interesting, Dr. Lagos, that uh, I think people underestimate the power of their mind when it comes to controlling these emotions. And I've been there. Trust me, I've been there. I just lost a dear, dear friend here this mm-hmm. last week. And it's hard not to fall down that hole. It's hard not to be in that pit of despair, Absolutely. especially yeah. when there's something stressful like that. And mm-hmm. um, 
um, you know, there's everybody has their own experiences, but, but I think a true strong message here, and I've seen it with our athletes is, um, you're not, it's not helpless. There are so many things now that we can do to deal with stress and anxiety, depression, and all these things that, that we thought maybe previously were sort of, um, uh, sort of a mystical things we have no control over. Would it be fair to tell everybody who's listening today, we have more control now than we ever have had before. Is that okay? Absolutely. And I love that, Jeff. And what you said was so touching because I think so many people can relate, especially during COVID to losing a friend or a loved one, whether it's to COVID or another health condition, you know, there's, there is a lot happening right now in, in the world, just in terms of health and healing the heart, grieving the anxiety of loss. We've, we've thought so, so much in the past that talk therapy was the best way talk about your feelings, flush it out. Sometimes it, it can be helpful, but in other times it can aggravate the experience. And I am a huge proponent of, of people learning to breathe, breathe through their pain, learn to let go from the body first, you, you will then be able to more quickly let go from the mind. And the second piece is to breathe together. There are some really wonderful, and it sounds funny, but magical benefits to breathing together as opposed to just talking together about your pain. And breathing through it with a loved one can be especially powerful. So Dr. Lagos, when you talk about breathing, well, um, um, people are thinking, Hey, I breathe every day. You know, I breathe, I breathe to stay alive. <laughs> so sure. what kind of strategies could be so powerful? Um, uh, just in our, something that we just sort of take for granted. It's what we do. Our bodies do it. We don't have to think about it. They does. It happens when we sleep. It happens when we're in awake. It happens when we're happy, sad, or in between. So, so, uh, it, uh, what, what would it be or what, what would it look like if we wanted to use our breath to help sort of change our state, I guess. Absolutely. The Vashilos and Paul Lear at Rutgers University identified a rate known as resonant frequency. And one person's resonant frequency, the rate that elicits the highest heart rate oscillations um, and increases heart rate variability, may be different per person. So, Jeff, your, your resonant frequency, the rate of breathing that elicits the maximum heart rate variability, um, may be different than mine. And oftentimes it's due to height and skeletal vasculature. But a rate that seems to provide benefit to everybody is a four in, six out count. So one, two, three, four in, no holding breath, and one, two, three, four, five, six breaths, uh, excuse me, six seconds out for the breath. Um, if you do have access to an iPhone and an, a heart rate variability sensor, which Thought Technology has, and, and there are a few other groups, you can actually identify the specific rate of breathing that leads to the largest gains in heart rate variability. And that specific protocol is outlined in my book, Heart, Breath, Mind. And if you don't have access to that, you can just start with the four in, six out, 20 minutes twice a day. And Jeff, people write to me from all over the world, do I have to do it 20 minutes twice a day and it's for 10 weeks? Or can I start small and build up? You can do whatever works best for you, but ultimately by the third week, you want to be at 20 minutes twice a day and continue that for the remainder of the practice for 10 weeks. That's the rate that we find stimulates what's called the barrier reflex, which gives you more precise control 
over heart rate and blood pressure, and also leads to the longest kind of benefits from this process, wherein you invert from a sympathetic dominant system, fight or flight, to parasympathetic flow at baseline. So imagine just your whole body, your natural state at baseline is one of flow as opposed to survival and and hypervigilance. It's a game changer for so many people. And it also can be very healing to be able to let go of adversity and even trauma. Oh my goodness, ladies and gentlemen, start breathing. Hey, does this breathing have to happen in a quiet meditative state? Can I breathe like this while I'm driving? Can I breathe like this while I'm just sort of maybe watching TV? Or does it have to be a very conscious, mindful type breathing where it's sort of all I'm focusing on? I love the questions, Jeff. Beautiful questions. Everyone has to adopt this to their lifestyle. So sometimes the busy parent, professional, Athletes, they have three jobs per se. You know, the the best they can do is uh, breathing while driving on the way to work um, to get that morning session in for 20 minutes, then do it. Ideally, you're breathing 20 minutes twice a day in a relaxed, quiet atmosphere, but life happens and and you have to improvise. The one thing I do want to say about driving is for some people, this is very relaxing. It can make them a little sleepy. Oh, so good it's not something... Good catch, <laughs> right. Dr. Lagos. That, good catch right that, there. Yeah. <laughs> that I advise at the onset. Um, but, you know, sometimes you'll you'll do it while, while there's music in the background. But in the beginning, the really best, most effective way is to just get in a place. It can even be in your bed. As soon as you wake up in the morning, put that pillow behind you and start your resonant frequency breathing 20 minutes twice a day. I do it. My family does it um, and getting into just a groove that you have two times in your day where you do the breathing. Now for the evening one, I personally prefer right before bedtime because this has a beautiful impact on increasing deep REM sleep. If you monitor with a device like the Oura Ring, you'll see little gains there. But other people also like to use this instead of before sleep at that time at the end of the day when they're starting to lose their energy, three o'clock. And this helps bring them back both mentally and physically. All powerful, all powerful. And I like the fact that you use the word groove, groovy man. I could just feel it. It's groovy man, <laughs> but I could feel that word, that word groove really resonated with me because I could feel groove getting into the slow. groove, man. This is groovy, Dr. Lagos, totally groovy. So. I love it. Yeah, it's fantastic. And it's so, so powerful. And you know, we've actually had Lawrence Klein on. He is a really great uh, ambassador for our Brain Game series, connecting us with with such incredible people such as yourself. Uh, but mm. their technology now, you know, this is making it real. And you mentioned it earlier. I, 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 I've done the breathing since you've mentioned it. And it's uh, in, outlined in the book again, uh, Heart, Breath, Mind. Um, I've been doing the breathing. My daughters have been doing it. And, and even without technology, I can actually feel the difference. But, but, you know, we had my daughter involved. Uh, she's a freestyle skier. Um, so, you know, doing the moguls and the jumps and doing all this crazy stuff that the kids do. Uh, we had her actually participating in some of the bio neurofeedback type, type of, of programming, uh, that thought tech has made available through their technology and, and her ability to actually see the results and see what's going on, but also, um, attack it and respond to it. Oh my gosh. How mm. incredible is this stuff? I mean, what, what a time we're in. What a time. And you know, what's so interesting with 
with, I say kids. How old is how old is your daughter, Jeff? So she was uh, sixteen uh, uh, when she started the. Beautiful. She was actually fifteen and a half when she started the heart rate variability and biofeedback. Oh, amazing. So she's she's well into her teen years now, but kids, whether they start at six, is really the earliest um, that that most parents can get their their children to start, but. Anywhere from six to eighteen, the hearts of kids and teenagers are so fresh and so strong that they actually reap the benefits of this process even more quickly. They should still do the ten weeks, but it's so beautiful to see and hear kids come in at week two and three and talk about their gains, and that's just how resilient their hearts are and how quickly they respond to this process. Oh, incredible. So let me ask you this as we wrap up. Boy, we could keep you for hours, Dr. Lagos, <laughs> but I will try to be as respectful of your time as possible, but I'm also going to be as greedy as can be as possible as well. So <laughs> so that in mind, you know, that that conversation about kids is really interesting. And, and because, you know, if there's one thing I'm very, very concerned about, especially in this COVID age, is the absence and the shutdown yeah. of sports. And, and it's so important for kids. Um, the shutdown of music. Music is so important for kids. Drama and their mm -hmm. extracurricular activities. Sure. So, so important for kids. Dr. Lagos, so, you know, we look at training and early specialization and the downsides of all that in sport. We talk about it on the show all the time. However, we do know that um, you know, if we can start good habits earlier, it opens up windows and doors yeah. and, and, uh, 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 airplane hangers of opportunity as we move forward. <laughs> so is this something that it's sustainable that sustains itself? Or is it like any other for our audience and our, our, our coaches and our moms and our parents and our athletes who are listening, this is a craft that you have to continuously build on, or is it something you do it, you establish it and it's there? So the first 10 weeks, the 20 minutes twice a day, gets you to a place where you optimize your baseline state and shift into a parasympathetic, that flow state at baseline, which is so pivotal for most people. After the 10 weeks, and that includes kids, teenagers, and adults, but after the 10 weeks, you can really drop to once a day, four, four days per week, but I really encourage to sustain those benefits, but I really encourage my clients to use this intermittently throughout the day. So it's not just two bookends at the end of each day or, or just little magnets that are placed throughout the week, but this becomes a way of life. And so especially for kids and adolescents and teenagers to teach them how important it is to calm the body to be able to perform at their peak, whether that's at school on tests, whether that's before giving a speech whether that's going on a on a date <laughs> um, or just dealing with the interpersonal stressors of life and and really just driving home and emphasizing the fact that they do have control over their bodies in just a few breaths. Incredible stuff, Dr. Leah Lagos. Listen, um, um, life hacks, performance hacks right here on Crush Performance. I, I totally love this stuff because – these are things people can do right now. As soon as you're done uh, or as soon as you get home and park your car, <laughs> you can you can start mm -hmm. trying this so you don't fall asleep behind the wheel for sure. But think about it. You just said it going on at your first date or or your or, or building up the nerve to to ask your uh, your your first, you know, sort of crush out on a uh, for a soda or something, whatever it might be. But also in the chaos of sport performance, 
boy, oh boy, oh boy. Um, what a what an incredible what a credible weapon this is in the arsenal of human performance. I agree, Jeff. So moving forward, Dr. Lagos, um, we are going to all work through this COVID madness. We are going to uh, start practicing our breathing. Uh, for you personally, what is next in store for the good doctor? Mm, that's a great question. I, I just want to keep helping educate the world, Jeff. This has been a life-changing process for my clients from around the world of all ages, peak performers in sport, in business, in life. And and so I'm on a mission to, to help as many people as possible in this lifetime clean the effects of having control over their heart, breath, and mind. Well, we'll take on two oars there and help with the process because um, we're big believers. And <laughs> listen, uh, I really, really, truly do appreciate you and your time and all of your work. And of course, uh, Dr. Lagos, the, the passion that you have for helping people. So, so appreciated. Aww, Everybody. You, hey, the book is called Heart, Breath, Mind. Train your heart to conquer stress and achieve success. You can check it out at Dr. Uh, Lagos's website, which we will post. Dr. Lagos, thank you so much. I cannot wait. Thank and, you, Jeff. Yeah. I cannot wait until we talk again. Uh, looking forward to it. So much fun. Thank you again, Jeff. Oh, and there you go, everybody. Dr. Leo Lagos, what a great conversation that was. That is a great sort of bookend to our brain game series here in 2020. And I think also a great launching pad for the crush brain game in 2021. So many great things there. And you know what? Uh, uh, the, the thing that I really appreciate about this brain game series, every single guest brought something special to the table, though there were common themes. Think about it. Almost every guest talked about mindfulness. Every guest talked about dealing with anxiety. Almost every single guest talked about diet and how diet influences not just physical performance, but also our mental state. And most of our guests referred to the massive consumption of sugar, which goes right alongside the crush war on sugar and everything we're trying to do uh, for, our, for our audience there. Such great stuff. But think about it. Using your mind to heal and improve your performance. And, and not just understanding how that works, but seeing it work real time with some of the new technology that's available. Well, we know that it works and we want you guys to know about it. That's why we're doing this brain game series and we're bringing you all of these incredible guests. I really, really like this whole idea of, you know, using HRV, uh, heart rate variability, HRV, and the bio neurofeedback systems to help people recover from concussion. Just think about the implications there. That's not common knowledge. That's not commonly used. It's gaining traction though. And right off the start, I think one of the most interesting things, and this will be a major, major conversation in 2021 as we move forward with the Crush Brain Game, is the idea that classical psychology might be a little outdated. How about that? Coming from a clinical psychologist thinking that there might be a shift in the way we address the mental game. Not just psychology, but psychophysiology might be the new roots to human performance. That is going to be a major, major platform. Our physiological responses basically dictate how we perform. Do we have control? Do we not have control? Are we anxious or are we nervous or are we calm, cool, and collected? Well, up until now, I think that we've sort of gotten into the mode of thinking that stuff's out of our control. It is what it is. We just have to learn to deal with it. No, listen, 
We can control all of that. You just have to learn how. Oh, I can't wait. I have to thank Dr. Leo Lagos today. Unbelievable conversation. Listen, I want to thank you guys for tuning in and all the messages that you guys are throwing at us. Again, info at Crush Performance is the email. Send us your questions, comments, smart remarks. You guys steer the show. You steer the content. Yeah, I have a lot of things that I want to tackle and a lot of things I want to get to, but it is incredible how in sync we are with the messages that are coming in and with what I'm thinking and what's going on in the world out there. All right, let's attack this. Let's attack with purpose. Okay, we're going to wrap up the season here. We're getting into holiday season. Major Thanksgiving down in the States. It's going to be a little different. COVID era, of course, but let's make it a really great Thanksgiving. Let's head into the Christmas season and the end of the year with great purpose. And let's get set. Let's use the next few weeks to get set to attack 2021 like never before. All right? That's my goal. And that's what I hope to accomplish here in 2021. Let's attack 2021 like never before. Let's set the stage for success and let's help everybody along their way. I cannot wait. All right. Thanks again to Dr. Leo Lagos. Thanks for you guys to tuning in. I can't wait to uh, talk to you next week. P.S. Next week, we're going to get back to the Crush War on Sugar with Crush Hall of Famer Dr. Anduise Allen as we talk about brain energetics, a beautiful spinoff from this episode of The Brain Game. And also, we're going to talk about fuel partitioning and burn rates, which is a great segue or spinoff from our War on Sugar episode with Gary Tobbs. How does the body really operate when it comes to the fuel entering the system? It's going to be an eye-opening conversation next week with Dr. Andy Salad. So until then, everybody, get out there, stay safe, get better, and we'll talk to you next time right here on Crush Performance. This is a Landry Football Quick Fix on Radio Influence. Looks like we're headed to a greater propensity of these games getting, well, in some cases canceled, and some to this point postponed, but we're running out of postponing dates. I have a real concern, and I really think there needs to be a concerted effort, particularly at the big-time level, and I know that it is expensive, But let me remind folks that, for example, the SEC loses money by not having the Alabama-LSU game being played. CBS doesn't have to pay. They get a rebate for that game not being televised. So there's money at stake or money lost when you can't play. So it would behoove in my mind. I, I would look at it. And, of course, college football is so poorly organized, so poorly run, and it's so individually run that I think at the major college level it would make a whole, would have made a whole lot of sense and would make a lot of sense for them to say, look, most of the colleges are sending their kids home for Thanksgiving in a week, and they're not bringing their kids back to campus. It's going to be virtual learning for the rest of the semester. It would make all the sense in the world to basically, in a bubble, bubble up your teams, like you saw in the NBA, Major League Baseball, I don't think – I think it would make a lot of sense to – yes, it would cost money, but you could perhaps save the rest of the season. I, I, I just think it would make a lot of sense. The Landry Football Podcast with veteran scout and coach Chris Landry can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.